and welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. <laughs> this is Matt Hickey with host Mike Hi. and McBridge. How are we doing tonight? I'm lovely. It is a very nice evening in Pennsylvania. It is not a very nice evening in Indiana. It is storming like mad. Yeah, well, it's not a nice day in Indiana because it's the day that ends in Y. Aw. Hey. Aww, that's Just kidding. I love Indiana. What are you talking about? Well, we want to start episode first. I want to give a shout out to my dad. My dad actually just announced to his employer that he's retiring at the end of the year and gets to spend the rest of his days listening to Pit Lane Parlay on repeat. I am so, nice so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, congratulations, but I'm also sorry. Yeah, I think uh, that's actually not an incentive for him. I would go back to work. Yeah. But yeah, so shout out, Dad. Uh, congratulations. A lot of hard work over the years. Hope you enjoy retirement and uh, make sure when you're traveling that you do queue uh, up a couple episodes so you can listen to McBridge, McBridge and I make fun of Mike every now and then. Oh. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah, uh, c- congrats. And hopefully... Mrs. Hickey uh, has has a lot of patience. Uh, that's what I hear. Retirement is is about from from the from the wife's vantage point. But I, I guess I got a long a long time until I retire. Probably like sixty. You're what 60 like four years? years? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. So anyway, I I have an announcement for the show before we kind of dive into some silly season stuff and Portland preview. We are now, the show is now part of Evergreen Podcast Network. We're super excited and honored to be recruited by these guys. They have a whole bunch of history shows and fiction podcasts. And uh, you might know a guy by the name of Bruce Martin has his show on there as well. So honored to team up with them. And you'll hear some of our promos on, on other shows. And you'll hear other promos on our shows. And they'll be doing some marketing for us and a lot of really cool stuff. So if you want to check them out, go to evergreenpodcast.com and we'll tag them on social media so you can have all that fun info available to check all their stuff out. They had a bunch that were just nominated for People's Choice Podcast Awards, which I didn't know was a thing until literally just now, but the more you learn, the the better you are. So, Matt, where do you where do you want to start this? Well, do we do we just set a new goal for ourselves to get on to the People's, People's Choice, Choice po- Podcast. Can I get award. like Clown of the Year or something? Yeah, yeah, you can get you can get like a Weirdo Gen Z of the Year award or something. Oh, Gen Z! I'm not a Gen Z. Yeah, but now you and that listen, you call Asshole. me you call me old, so I'm gonna call you Gen Z. That is like equally offensive to me. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, toss it over to McBridge and Mike. I might as well take the next five to ten minutes off and go yeah. grab a beer or something. But why okay. don't you guys talk about your NHRA? weekend and the fun activities you guys did with Dash Stig and whatever other fun things you guys did this weekend while I just sit here and smile and nod. Um yeah, so so I'll start. It was it was a, it was a lot of fun. It unfortunately it rained Saturday, so the original plan was to check out carding on on Saturday and uh do some coverage for that and uh, so not only was Matt Gruenholz carding, but a l- little guy by the name of Asher Farish and Asher's Racing, who we sponsor every summer, was also racing. So we did get to see them on Sunday. I'll start with carding since I'm I'm talking about that. It was my first time at, at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Really cool track. A lot of fun. It was 
a really long day. I think there was like eight hours of carding or something like that by the time it got started, which didn't help. There was actually a pretty nasty accident in one of the races. Thankfully, everybody was okay, but it was really cool to see Stig come home. He got the pole in the first in, in qualifying and then came home P2 in the in the pre-final and, and the final race, which was at like 1130 at night. And I was like barely awake. And also it was like 20 degrees colder than it was during the day there. So it was it was a long day, but it was really fun. I, I enjoyed it, and I hope to, I don't know, maybe do a little more cart coverage here and there. It was it was fun to see these guys battle it out. And Stig, not during his race, but during his team's owner's race or team boss, I don't really know. Stig can correct me on that one. Owner. So, yes, sorry. I had Shannon on mute there for a second by mistake. You, you, can, you can yell at me for that later, but the hell yeah yeah so you know it was it was it was really fun he even took out a giant rubber mallet to fix his his owner's cart when when there was uh, some damage on that from a pretty crazy accident and uh, I guess the only other thing I have from that is shout out to little Asher for having a a tough start to the race and really rebounding and doing very well before in one second having both of the tie rod snap on his front tires, which I accidentally said was amazing because when you look at the accident, like you're just like, holy shit, I can't believe this happened in real time because he hits two carts at once and there's no other damage on the cart other than the tie rods. But I also realized he was like six or seven. I don't remember. Sorry, Asher. And he's eight. See, this is why we have other people smarter on than me sometimes. And he was he he gave me a hard time for saying it was amazing but asher i did ask for your autograph and you did not have a sharpie with you so lessons for the future i'm gonna be the first one to have an asher autograph are you criticizing a nine-year-old eight-year-old oh, i'm sorry are you criticizing an eight-year-old yes. as if that made it any better for yes you? yes but asher's a okay. good kid and just... he's got a bright future ahead of him in, in carding and it was it was a lot of fun just kind of you know taking in the racetrack from a, a different vantage point Shannon, would you like to give your NHRA thoughts? Oh, uh, that was very fun. Um, I haven't been to an NHRA. They're not, are they racing? You know, I was trying to figure out what you call it. Match? Race? What do you call match? Hickey, what, do you, what are we calling NHRA? Weren't you guys credentialed there? Why would I know? <laughs> I'm not the one who was at the right, goddamn so track. Yeah, fair. The event. I haven't been to an NHRA event. Uh, in several years, and so um, it was fun to go back. Shout out to Pat Caparelli for getting us at the start-finish line, essentially. I forgot how much that nitro fuel burns your eyeballs and your nose. Yeah, that that is one thing I really was not expecting, and I know Matt has a very confused look on his face right now. The The fastest car there are the the nitro fuel literally if you're not wearing sunglasses you are crying at the start finish line because of the way it smells and i mean it, it physically like your no, your nose and your sinuses hurt it's i don't really know how to describe it other than that i was warned beforehand so i was prepared but you know again thank you to pat caparelli for for bringing us down there but she didn't have sunglasses on and literally didn't watch those heats. Like she turned around, but when they were, when they were about to go and it was, it was unreal how like my nose, my sinuses hurt for like a half hour after being down on the, the start finish line. I was just thinking that 
there's something that looked better about your face today. So maybe you should just be a regular on the tour. Oh, well, I don't know if that's like a compliment or not a compliment. Like I'm very conflicted. I'm saying you look glowing today. Oh, I'm in different lighting than normal. Maybe, you know what? I'm just going to take the compliment, run with it, move on. NHRA. David? NHRA was super cool. It was, I didn't really know what to expect because I don't watch it a ton. I've never been before, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was pretty entertaining. The only thing I, I'm going to say I didn't enjoy were the Harleys or the motorcycle, whatever the motorcycle series was that ran. They pretty much, whatever. They sounded like, uh, they sounded like. They weren't Harleys though. Please tell me they were not actually Harleys. They're not Harleys. I'm pretty sure they're, they're like not. very sophisticated like Yamahas or something. <laughs> Yeah, they're like they're drag bikes. They're not Harley. Well, oh no! Here goes the Google. Yeah. No, you said lighting earlier, and I said David, and no one laughed. Every time you say the word lighting, as like as 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 far as like a light fixture or the act of getting light. Oh, he said lighting. And I, I didn't. Freaked out I didn't I understand, I understand what you were saying either. To be, to be, to be fair, there there Harley Davidson was associated with NHRA for a very long time. So uh, like I'm not completely No, that doesn't help your argument here. Okay. Oldsmobile was also an IndyCar manufacturer once. Does that mean we get to claim that the IndyCars are now Oldsmobiles? I'm I I'm, Sorry, I'm just using a car manufacturer. For your, uh... <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're you're like in, so for those wondering like it's, we record F1 it's and IndyCar in the same night. And so IndyCar is the second recording tonight, and your level of savage has increased like 30-fold in the last 15 minutes. Hey, I like you, just for the yes, record. Yes, I know, I know. Don't don't approach Mike and, and ask why he why he gets hate on, and don't approach me and ask me why. Well, you can't approach me and ask why I'm an asshole. That, that's a fair question. Yes, it is. Uh, number two, I feel like this is just what McBridge just brings out of me. That's totally fair. Anyway, oh, it was a... It was... It was a, a blast to be there. Thanks to also thanks to NHRA PR Ali Bland who got uh, got got us media passes to be there. So it was fun. Oh, and we we got to hang out with Eric Smith for a while. So he put up with put up with me too this weekend. My man. So and congrats to Eric for the birth of his third child. I think it was two weeks ago at this point. But you know we, we're we're slow on the announcements. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're a little late on that one. All right. Well, if we have nothing else there, I think it's a pretty slow news week. Uh, we had a scoop today from a pretty good source of ours that uh, Dan Tictum should be a shoe-in for one of the final three races at a team that has not been announced yet. Yeah. We're pretty confident in our source. Obviously, things can change, and if there is a correction we need to make, we'll make that if something changes with that. Uh, but the leading assumption is that even though Tictum does drive for Carlin currently in F2, the leading assumption is that it would be for Yunkos given the nature of the rotating seats they have going on for the final three races. Uh, Tictum is in Monza this weekend, so obviously we don't expect it for Portland and Callum Eilat's already in. Uh, but I would keep his uh, keep an eye on his name for... Laguna Seca and especially Laguna Seca because there's no F2 race that weekend and the race weekend after that I don't know if there is I I don't 2021 season here let's look so we have Russia the weekend 
of Long Beach and there's no F2. So there's plenty of time for Tictum to, I guess, potentially do either. Maybe Long Beach makes sense. I don't know about you know, quarantine rules or restrictions right now with COVID popping up all over the place again. So I guess we'll see, but I've been told by two people, yes. One person was a little more skeptical, so I guess we'll find out. But it definitely would be a very divisive person to bring into IndyCar. I'll just leave it at that. He's He's got a checkered past. So do I. Nobody holds it against me. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. Yeah, yeah, okay. You guys are you guys are rough tonight. I'm I'm taking the rest of the episode off. Wait, I admitted that I had a checkered past. I didn't even throw. Yeah, that's. Or did she say that you did? I don't, I I. <laughs> oh. I did. Yeah, we both said that we I, did. Yeah, I just here. assumed. I just assumed I was being made fun of there again. There you go again, assuming. No, we Gosh. we both have our history. Yeah, I'll be well. I don't want to say it, but I haven't gotten in like a Twitter fight in a pretty long time. Now that I say that. Oh, you're doomed. Yeah, I know. I'm doomed now, but. Yeah, I mean, if someone wants, because I've seen a couple of things that went around with Tictum, I obviously probably don't have the whole story as to why he is so disliked by some. Um, so if I'm missing something, I would love an explanation on that. I'll just, you know, see what he's like on the track, give him a fair shake and assessment of his driving ability, and, you know, kind of try to scope him out as a person once I learn more about him, but unfortunately I just don't know enough about him. I know that he was with Red Bull at one point and I think he either messed up somewhere, mouthed it off too much because then he got let go and now he recently got let go by Williams. I think that yeah, the last couple had something weeks. to do with him making fun of Latifi on a Twitch stream. I'm told it happened bef- like that it was just bad timing that he was let go. The decision to let him go was before the Twitch stream, although the Twitch stream definitely didn't help his case. Well, he said that he'd rather be the best driver in F2 than the worst driver in F1, and I'm not sure I agree no, with that. No, that's a terrible take. Uh, that's a terrible take. I would so much rather be the most irrelevant driver on the Formula 1 gr- grid than being the best driver of the JV League. It's like being a 4,000-yard <laughs> passer in JVQB than like the second string varsity QB. Like I'd rather so much rather be on the varsity team than just be, you know, Mr. Irrelevant in F two. That's just my take. Yeah. I don't know if Shannon has any thoughts before we move on. Um, I don't really have any thoughts. <laughs> I uh have seen the takes coming from Twitter and people aren't very happy and I think there's a YouTube video out there about why people don't like him so much so maybe we can find that and, and uh, brush up but um nah i i mean i think it was a while ago other than maybe these last claims with williams but i'm just hoping that maybe he's grown up some and won't bring too much violence to the track <laughs> i think that's fair i don't have anything else to add to that one but should we talk about Cal Mylot? Did we not talk about him last week? No. It, or did, was it, it, it was it was the usual announced yes. after in, our, tip, oh, in typical PLP fashion it was announced within twelve hours of recording. After there recording. We go. All right. Well brace for impact tomorrow, I guess. I guess Wednesday is just the hot day for news. I mean so Portland's coming up this weekend, so there's bound to be something announced yes. tomorrow. So Callum Eilat is going to be racing for Yunkos, which is what everybody predicted, right? Uh, he is driving the uh, Yunkos Hollinger entry for the round of Portland, and they actually did already do a test session at the Grand Prix venue at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, to get up to speed, shake down, things like that. 
I remember reading some of his quotes, and he was distinctly taken aback by the lack of power steering. Uh, but he is one of these guys that falls into this category that we've been ranting about on the F1 side where an F2 driver who's super talented but just cannot seem to break into Formula 1 for this or that reason, mostly probably the financial side of things. I mean, he just missed out beating Mick Schumacher in the uh, F2 title last year. Yes. So excited to see him come to IndyCar for a race. Hopefully this blossoms into something because he's an incredible talent. So, uh, Shannon, what do you make of Eilat to Yunkos Hollinger at Portland? I'm all for it. I am agree with what you said. Some of these really good F2 or 3 drivers who just, it's not that they can't swing it in F1. They can't afford it. And so I will happily bring all that good talent to us and, and just add more talent to our grid. So I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Callum other than that. I think, Matt, when we were first ranting about the academy system last week or the week before, we were both saying that Callum Eilat would be one we'd like to see in IndyCar. So we kind of did technically predict it. So we can give her, stop staring at me. Anything to give yourself credit. Man, yeah, I listen. And the one thing that I found pretty interesting from the test was, so they ran the IMS road course layout, but they used the oval turn one instead of the current road course turn one. So it was slightly modified, which I found relatively interesting i don't know if it means anything if they are we're just testing it like that because that's how the track was set up for something else but yeah i'm I'm super excited to see how he does i hope he is in the media bullpen this weekend i'd love a chance to talk to him for a couple minutes and yeah that's that's pretty much all i got i'm i'm hope i'm hopeful that this new yunkos venture is, is successful because i think it would do it would do very well for IndyCar to have Ricardo Yunkos be in IndyCar for a while. Yeah, so really pumped for that one. The only other thing we got to get to really before Portland on a otherwise pretty slow news week is Charlie Kimball is back for Long Beach. I don't know the full story, but I am going to go ahead and assume that this is some sort of ode to not making the Indy 500 field. I don't know if there's a sponsorship obligation or something, plus it's somewhat sort of kind of his home race per se i mean it's in his home state uh so we get to see charlie kimball at long beach in the third foyt entry so pretty pumped about that and if you didn't hear shannon she sounds pretty pumped about that <laughs> so that's cool um yay yay other than that we can just kind of glide right into portland uh so mcbridge you're done for the year correct travel wise that is yeah. No, no, are you just like checked out for the year too? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mike will be. Oh, so. <laughs> my days are gone now. And then Mike's going to the next yes. two. That sounds so awful going from the East Coast to Portland, back to the East Coast, and then to. Yes, I'd prefer not to, but given everything going on in the world right now, I don't really. It's just I, you know, it's it's hard to find a place to stay for a couple days, and, you know, make and make it a, a. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform. 10-day trip or something like that, so... Hit up Keith Tyron. Yeah, Keith, if you're if you're listening, <laughs> for Laguna brother up, need somewhere to stay. Long Beach, why don't you just sneak under the Queen Mary? Long Beach is the one I which won't is be apparently at, sinking. So. Oh damn it! But fair fair point, yes. So the top five from Portland in 2019 when we went there last was Will Power one, Rosenquist second, Rossi third, Heard of fourth, Newgarden fifth. This was the this was not the one that Dixon did his secret jujitsu in, right? No, Dixon finished several at. Oh, he had a mechanical issue. That was 2018 when Dixon did his jujitsu on everybody. But we did have Ray Hall cause a multi-car crash in this one. This is the one that Erickson was called into emergency third driver oh, duties right. at Alpha, giving Connor Daly the chance to show off his prowess for this seat next season as a tryout. And obviously it did not work because Daly did not get the ride and despite his excellent pace was crashed out immediately with Hinch and Veach. So nice job, Graham. Jack Harvey crashed. Hunter Ray crashed. Ferrucci had an electrical issue despite running well. I had a comment today. I was, I was talking about how excited I was for Portland because I think it's one of the most underrated tracks on the IndyCar schedule. And a user said that, I think his name is Michael, said that them changing that one turn, the turn number escapes me, but it's the one that leads onto the back stretch yeah. where they increase the angle and the apex of the turn to allow drivers to get a good run out of the corner instead of like a nice smooth run out of the corner has significantly made the track better. And I 100% agree because that first year, Jack Harvey was making moves left and right in that turn. And it was like, wow, you know, you're watching Zanardi and Moore and Franchitti back in the day, and nobody can pass there. There's, like, one place to pass, and that's turn one or into the final section. So I guess two places. So where do you guys kind of rank Portland among the the good tracks, the good road courses on the calendar? And I guess a part two, if you're feeling up for it, is is there any tracks that could maybe learn from what Portland did, which is one subtle change and like the, almost the whole track got a little better? That's a fantastic second part of your question there. I feel like Barber could do like, I feel like if Barber changed one part of their track, which obviously I don't know off the top of my head, like, you know, their triple chicane. Yes. If they made that just like one smooth downhill turn where you just instead of doing like a left right left right thing like you just did like a downhill right and then a hard right that would increase passing yeah i see what you're saying yeah something because i don't what is that i mean it's like cool for photos and it's cool for the onboard shot but like that per that turn basically serves no purpose yes yeah, that's that's 
So something like that. That's kind of what I'm alluding to. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I trying to think if there's any other track that could use a change like that. That's just one change. And you know, naturally, because you put me on the spot, I have no idea. Well, the obvious answer, and I don't know if there's just one change, but the obvious answer is Nashville. You gotta make some changes on that track. Yeah, or like what you said about the test with just changing the vent, changing the layout for the Grand Prix circuit. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I did say that. Just if they're gonna run it twice a year, just doing it once. Right. That's what exactly what I was gonna say. If we're gonna run it twice, can't we run each configuration, and then it's not the same race every time? Now, can you stop with the logic? Yeah. We don't we don't allow that much logic on this show. I really hired that to be very logical. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I I think I think that's a, a good point all around there. I'm definitely excited to to be there. I, you know, Portland is it's one of the easier tracks to get around, which really is all I care about is is it easy to walk around, and it is. So that's you know I'm I'm happy there. I'm happy I can be like slightly lazy, and it's on the West coast so I can actually fly home on, on Sunday night and, and get an extra day at home, which is like, instead of, you know, th- two days at home, I'll have like two and a half days at home. Shannon, any thoughts on Portland? Yes. I, I will have twice as much work <laughs> because somebody can't travel. Oh, boo hoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I rank Portland probably top four in the courses. I really like it. Um, North America is my favorite, though, and Watkins Glen and Juno goes to Nemo. But yeah, I, Portland's one of my favorite races, and I've never been because I don't haven't traveled to the West Coast, and they weren't running it when I was working. So yeah, last time I was on the West Coast, I got engaged. Oh, why? Why'd you do that? Ooh, I will. What do you mean? Why did not I do that? that. <laughs> yeah, <Get outta> here. <laughs> Listen. So I don't know. I mean, championship-wise. Let me pull up the Bible here. I love that the 2021 or the, sorry, the 2019 Portland Grand Prix, it has like the Bible, which is racing reference has, you know, everything night and neatly, neatly displayed uh, for the sponsor owner. But then for Ch- poor Charlie Kimball, it just says Trevor Carlin, like doesn't name <laughs> a sponsor in bold or anything. It just says Trevor Carlin. That was, that was his only sponsor, I guess, for that race. So point situation, Pado has a 10 point lead over Polo. Newgarden, 22 back. Dixon, 43 back. Erickson's got some work to do with minus 60. Uh, and then everybody else is theoretically eliminated at this point. So uh, one of those five, we got three Ganassi, a Penske, and a McLaren uh, in there. No Andretti Autosport representation in that top five. So Herdo's going to need to ball out and have utter misery on the top five to even have a chance when we get to Long Beach. Um so there's that, and then the rookie of the year, uh, Grosjean is at 222, and McLaughlin is at 245. What in the world is happening here? So Grosjean is definitely in shot for rookie of the year, despite not racing the Indy 500 and Texas, which is just madness to me. Yeah, and yes. I love every ounce of it. It's it's it. you know the rookie of the year is not something that I think we predicted at the beginning of the year would be, I think unanimously you you and I picked McLaughlin because well he's running every race but my question is so you said Newgarden is twenty twenty two points back right so yes. let's assume it's a, a three horse race for the championship at this point and this will go question will go to both you guys. Mm, dun, dun. 
Don't count I'm, out I'm not on. counting out. Okay, fine. Let's make it a four horse race. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's call it a four horse race with Scott Dixon because yes, I always I've said a million times, don't bet against Scott Dixon, and every time I say that, I always bet against Scott Dixon that week. So, four three races to go. Scott Dixon is forty points back. Is there is there one driver you think stands the best chance of? taking the lead away from Pato over this last triple header stretch here. You have to pick one of the four remaining. Who is your championship winner? Championship winner or championship leader after this Championship race? winner. Championship winner? I have positive vibes on Newgarden with these final three races. He's a, a natural road course knockout, and then he's been very strong at Long Beach before. Uh, so I think... These final three venues. I mean, I think Polo is going to be very strong too, but I think Newgarden gets the edge for me. I don't think we'll see it wrapped up until Long Beach because I bet you, I'm going to bet, I'm going to go out on a roll here. Uh, none of the top five win this race this weekend. I dig it. Okay. Well, do I have to, do I have to pick different than both of you guys, Matt, or can I, can I, can I agree with one of you? Okay, I'm agreeing with Matt. I, I <laughs> what? I know this is a very rare occasion here, but I. No, what? no, no, no! Hang on, I didn't know you were gonna agree with me. So pick someone else, cause now I'm jinxed. No, it's too late. I no, yeah, no, I'm not changing my answer. I'm. Sorry, Joseph Newgarden. Apologize to him now. Screw you guys. I'm picking. You act like we don't have like actionable. I know. I know. I know. I know. Relax. Okay. Well, now that you guys have made fun of me enough, now do we have anything else, or should we get to predictions? Well, you didn't say why Newgarden. I just think he's on a a great hot streak right now, and you know that's in any sport. The the teams or drivers that win the championships are the ones that get hot at the right time, and he's hot at the right time. All right, well, let's get to predictions. I'm going to selfishly go first because, as you're going to find out in the F1 episode tomorrow, Mike stole all my recap uh, driver of the day, disappointments of the day for Zanvoort. Kind of salty about that one. So I'm going to go first so I can attempt to steal some of his answers. For Portland to do good, I'm going to say Scott Dixon. So piss off, Mike, especially since you've decided to count him out for the rest of ever, uh, which is words you just said five minutes ago, and I can prove it. Shannon, who do you have doing good this weekend? Well, I don't want to pick the same one as you. No, that's Eli- that's disallowed. So, I'm going to go with Will. Oh. No, I'm not. Oh. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm not. oh. That was the best fall star in the history of predictions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go with Marcus Erickson. Okay, respect. Right. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure, Mike, one time you said, I'm going to go with Dalton Kinnam. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> Let's not get you, bogged down. Are you on drunk right now? <laughs> you Gen Zers are making up all sorts of crazy stuff. Oh, f- so I for my good prediction, I will go with. Let's see here. I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say Pato. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna have a good race this weekend. Look at us all doing uh, championship. Uh, protagonists as our our people's bad i am gonna go ahead and 
say that given the unfortunate nature of his last several races, I think there's some sort of racing god that has some sort of something against Alex Pillow. Uh, so I think Alex Pillow is going to have some sort of unfortunate thing oh. again happen to him this weekend. Hopefully just a minor mechanical failure and nothing major. Okay. But uh, it just seems like he's having a rough couple of weeks with stuff out of his control. Do I get to go? I'm going to go. No, okay. okay. No, I get to go. <laughs> I, uh, I am gonna go with I'm gonna go with Alexander oh, Rossi oh. and hope that that was a jinx. In the I think you tried that last time and it didn't I work. Will take this one. I did. No, it didn't. <laughs> but I'm just that's fair. I mean, I, res- I respect <laughs> the effort. So I will go with. I will go with Scott Dixon. I'm going to bet. Listen, you, you oh, said I, I wasn't going to bet against Scott Dixon, or I said I wasn't going to bet against Scott Dixon, but let's, 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 let's go for a hot take here. Scott Dixon's going to have a bad weekend. All right. Well, your loss. Uh, Dark Horse Top 10. I uh, mentioned him earlier as a guy who does really well here and can make some pretty impressive passes. I'm going to go with Jack Harvey as a Dark Horse Top 10, who, as long as his pit box doesn't fuck it up for him, I think he'll do just fine. And bring home a, a good result because he's very fast. Uh, is Elio racing the last three races? Yes. I think yeah. he is, right? All right. We got Elio uh, for the last three races, which probably means that his pit box is going to be calling better strategies than Harvey's. Because, you know, logic and all. Shannon, who do you got? I got Graham Rahal. Okay. Well. What? You were going to pick Rahal? He's not a dark horse top 10. The guy finishes top 10 like it's for breakfast. Yeah, but he, he qualified. Yeah, but he just doesn't have to really do anything. I mean, like, he finishes, but he doesn't ever, like, tired or exciting. And they're just like, oh, great finish in the top ten. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna allow that one because with the way he qualifies. As if it's your decision. Yeah, I, Gen Z's run the world, man. I No, no, the boomers <laughs> do. So. <laughs> oh, n- yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate so, that. So I, I, I think Ray Hall and his lack of qualifying this year puts him as a dark horse top 10 like every week, even though he mainly finishes in the top 10. Yeah, he's, finishes, he's finished outside of the top 10 th- four times. One was Ed Jones's fall, and the other was he was like in the top three at Indy when his tire how fell many, off. How many races in are we? Uh, then we've done... 13 so 9 out of 13 2 I would hardly consider that's his fault. 31% of the races yeah, but it, yeah. Still it does still it's happen but I think he's got happen. like the second most he's got more than Polo he's got more than Newgarden no he's tied with Newgarden one less than Dixon I mean he's in like Dixon he's in like championship running territory with top 10 I mean Mike said he's allowing it We're, I guess that's in written in stone you're welcome Anyway, boomer. It's my birthday week. You can allow whatever you yeah. want. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy early birthday. By the, t- by the, by the race day is your birthday, correct? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Only thirty-five more years to go to catch to Mike. <sighs> well, Christ, my dark horse top ten <laughs> is going to be Oliver Askew in that third Ray Hall car for the remainder of the season. I forgot he was racing. Holy shit. I'm like, why did you just pick? What is, what is, I just, I just, I just have happening? to say for those who are listening and, and can't see the, everybody's face right now. I was just looked at like I was a moron for picking somebody who wasn't racing. 
I forgot he was racing. Yes, I, uh, we forgot to announce that. Uh, Askey's in the high V car for the final three rounds. Good job, Mike. Thanks for covering our gaps yeah, there. You're welcome. I'm going to pretend you did that on you, purpose. You Gen Zers forget to, uh, forget to get to all the news beforehand. <laughs> yes, because you don't forget anything ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny, funny. So yes, Askew's in the final three rounds. So congrats to Oliver. So yes, that's it. Wondering if there's a try out there. I'd um, say so. So yes, uh, that's kind of it for the episode. Shannon, hope you have a fun birthday. I don't. Do we got anything else, Mike? Nope. I am just pulling up the app to go over the times real quick. So these times are Eastern time. Practice one is at noon on Saturday, so this is just a Saturday-Sunday show. Qualifying starts at 3.15 Eastern on Peacock, and then the race is on Big NBC Sunday afternoon at 3.30 Eastern. I don't think there's too much pre-race coverage. I think Green Flag is like 3.45 or something like that, but I will tweet that out Thursday or Friday when I get a, a hard copy of the schedule in my hands. So... Yeah, that's it. If anybody's going to be there, let me know. I land Thursday night, so I'll be at the track probably early Friday morning throughout the weekend. And yeah, I think that's it. McBridge, thanks for hanging out and making fun of me for the last 40 minutes. And happy birthday. And ladies and gentlemen, have a lovely weekend of racing. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.